Welcome back to the Who to Thunk It podcast. I am your host, Zeb, and this episode is going to be about tattoos and the art relationship with the country of Japan. Now, Japanese tattooing, or Irezumi, is believed to have originated in the Jomon period. The earliest evidence of tattoos in Japan are found on clay figurines known as dogu, where men are depicted with art on their face and bodies. Some of these dogu are 10,000 years old. And also, there is a 3rd century Chinese history text that contains the oldest recorded mentioning of Japan and their use of tattoos. Other historical texts point to the importance of tattoos to samurai in the 16th century as forms of identification. Certain areas marked soldiers in order to better identify them after death on the battlefield as scavengers often looted bodies of their belongings. Tattoos were used as artistic dog tags by the samurai, which I find amazing. Um, And also quite morbid. You see your buddy with a really cool tattoo and your samurai and you realize, oh, that is the only use for that is when you die, we know who you are. So it gives a whole different darker meaning to a tattoo. In the Hokkaido region of Japan uh, lives the Ainu or Ainu uh, tribe spelled A-I-N-U. Sorry, I'm going to mispronounce a lot of stuff. It happens. These indigenous people have a long-standing history with tattooing. Ainu tattoos were first recorded by Girolamo de Angelis in 1612 and are most found around the the mouth, cheeks, forehead, and eyebrows. These tattoos were used for cosmetic and tribal purposes as well as symbols of religion and sexual maturity. Girls first received tattoos between the ages of 10 and 13, some much younger, and continued tattooing until they reached a marriageable age. The Japanese government first tried to outlaw Ainu tattooing in 1799 with little luck, but passed stronger laws in 1871 with so many Westerners coming to the islands to visit the tattooing continued in secret. The development of woodblock paint printing in the 18th century helped further develop the art of tattooing as as more and more people were exposed to tattooed heroes featured in published illustrations and novels. With the rise of popularity of tattooing, in the, the government outlawed the art on the ground that it was deleterious <clears throat> to public morals. So basically, it's, it's wrong. <laughs> You're being evil or immoral. Even with laws prohibiting tattoos, common folk um, such as firemen and laborers continued to tattoo. So the, the working class, the blue-collar people, they still value tattoos, um, even though it was illegal. Modern styles of tattooing seen today, such as the popular Tibori style, grew from the Edo period, that's 1603 to 1868, when tattooing in Japan became illegal. So Tibori is, that, is a hand-carving technique of Japanese tattooing. Until recently, Tabori was mostly performed by attaching a needle to the end of a bamboo stick. The bamboo is then repeatedly and strategically stabbed beneath the skin. The process takes about twice as long as modern tattoo machines. So it's, I mean, if you've ever been tattooed, you don't want it to last longer. I mean, of course you want it to get them right. You want them to do it right. So, I mean, I never rush my artist, but it's... 
it hurts. <laughs> it's painful. You don't want it to last longer. So this Tabori method, it takes twice as long. It you try. I'm just trying to imagine bamboos stabbing me in the skin. You might not want it to last that long. The process takes about twice as long as modern tattoo machines. It is about 30 hours to complete an entire arm, <clears throat> and then 50 to 100 hours to cover a person's back. Other than the method itself, what sets Tabori apart from your standard tattoo machine method today is the development of color over time. So um, it's not just people get the tattoo by via Tabori because it takes longer and it's it's really cool. No, a modern tattoo's colors are vibrant at first but fade over five to ten years, but Tabori tattoos done right are the opposite. At first, the colors of a Tabori tattoo don't stand out at all too well, but after five to ten years, they come alive. Uh, look up some pictures of Tabori tattoos that are, you know, over a decade older um, compared to when they were first made. If you can, I looked them up online and they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Something the way the color works with the person's natural skin, it's it's beautiful. <clears throat> In the 19th century, the Yakuza, that's Japan's organized crime syndicate. So um, the Yakuza is Japan's mob, basically. The Yakuza adopted the practice of Tabori. They received Tabori tattoos meant to be um, as an irreversibly part, uh, symbolizing that a person is an irreversible part of Japan's underground crime world. It is treated as Yakuza's rite of passage. Tabori is also very painful, as I said. So old school Yakuza guys, they... It's meant if you get one, it's meant that you're 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 tough and you're courageous. Throughout history, tattoos have been used as societal tool to show a person has committed a crime as well. With the earliest recorded um, record found in uh, 710 A.D., so 710 A.D. during the Kofun period of 300 to 600 C.E., <clears throat> when tattoos lost their social acceptability. Tattoos were seen as a form of punishment that branded a person for life, and a variety of different symbols existed. Different prefectures had different tattoos, with many tattooing the forehead or arms. It was common to tattoo the Japanese symbol for dog on a criminal's forehead and pieces, with each line representing a different crime. Other regions added lines in the forearm for the number of crimes committed. If you got one of these penal tattoos, you were often ostracized from your friends and family, as well as being denied all participation in community life. So no getting your sweat on at the local bathhouse if you had a tattoo on your face or arm, at least a, a penal tattoo. So in the 17th century, tattoos started to be seen as an opportunity uh, to off art of one's body so the penal tattoos were replaced by other forms of punishment for criminals but this meant the criminals could use the artistic tattoo industry to cover up their penal tattoos this is uh what gave the rise to the association with tattooing and organized crime particularly the yakuza so these penal tattoos you you can see the link between tattoos and crime in japan now that you know, at one point for a long period of time, they used tattoos to literally show people, you know, tattoo equals criminal. If you see a tattoo on someone and equals criminal, that's their history. And then once tattoo became more of an art, they started finding tattoo artists, you know, these criminals that had these symbols on them, they would find artists to cover them up with a, you know, an actual cool tattoo like hey man i've got these four black bars on my arm that means i stole things this many times 
would you mind turning it into a dragon? You know, that's just an example. I don't know if that actually happened, but you can see how people see, okay, that guy has a dragon on his arm. That means at some point he stole something, you know? So there's this long, complex history with tattooing. And the Yakuza movies became wildly popular in the 1970s. And so did fear of tattoos. So Yakuza were synonymous with their trademark tattoos. They are a sign of strength as a traditional Japanese tattoo takes a long time of, of pain to finish. Tattoos symbolize strength, courage, toughness, masculinity, and a sense of solidarity with fellow gang members. Today, the number of Yakuza with tattoos is starting to drop. Japanese law enforcement have begun to heavily crack down on members. In an effort to slip under the radar, many modern Yakuza are abandoning full body uh, to blend in full body tattoos to blend in with society. Not only does Japanese society make a connection between tattooing and crime, but also with the religion and philosophy, specifically filial piety. So, and I'll explain what that is. In 1614, Shogun Takugawa Iyasu I- I- uh, banned Christianity. He declared Japan is a country of the gods. He quoted Confucius doctrines, body, hair, and skin we have received from our father and mother. Not to injure them is the beginning of filial piety. To preserve one's body is to preserve, or is to preserve God. So that was a quote. In Confucius, Chinese, Buddhist, and Taoist ethics, filial piety is a virtue of respect for one's parents, elders, and ancestors. It is about responsibility, loyalty, and obedience. To mark oneself as an insult to not only God, but to their mother and father. This teaching has been carried on even today as an aspect of obedience and responsibility lay within criticisms of tattooing. So even though tattooing has been illegal in Japan throughout most of history, travelers were amazed by the country's body art, whereas Japanese native were forbidden to have tattoos. Uh, foreigners created a market for it. So royals such as the Duke of Clarence, the Duke of York, the Tsarvich of Russia <laughs> received tattoos when visiting the island. This made the art popular overseas. So all these you know wealthy royals would come to Japan, see this amazing art that they had, and they would want to get a little something on you know maybe they maybe they got a dog on their shoulder or a uh, who knows <laughs> maybe they got a Japanese symbol for something that they thought meant love and it turns out it just meant noodles who knows but anyway they go across seas they go back home and they say what is that oh it's this tattoo I got from Japan so even while Japan still viewed it as something taboo to get a tattoo um they would go over they would go home and their whole society would be like wow all these royal people these rich people have these tattoos so while at home it was still not okay to get a tattoo in Japan overseas people were viewing it as this luxurious thing to get so this made the art popular overseas due to these laws tattooing began to move underground as more studios were raided and tattooists were arrested so during the Meiji era That's 1868 to 1912. Japan began to open its borders to Western countries, bringing trade, fashion, and a need for modernization. Tattoos were prohibited in 1872 as a way to appear civilized and sophisticated to the rest of the world. But when the U.S. occupied Japan at the end of World War II, tattoos became legal again <clears throat> in 1948. But since then, the practice is in a legal limbo, a gray area, if you will. 
In 2001, the Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare mandated that all tattoo artists are required to obtain a medical license and the practice to do the practice itself as a medical procedure. But the tattoo community protested it's not a, it's, or that it is a work of art. It's not medicine. Ta- tattoo's not medicine. It's a work of art. The ministry stated putting pigment on a needle tip and inserting ink into the skin is a medical practice that can only be performed by someone with practic- a practitioner's license. Even though the Japanese government only allows licensed healthcare professionals to perform tattoos, they don't issue tattoo licenses. So naturally, the industry has become unregulated and by vast majority deemed a criminal act. Today, it is older generations that have the most negative view of all forms of tattoos. However, today, there are more visitors to the island of Japan. In order to respect their visitors, the Japanese government allows travelers to have ink. So if you're <laughs> today, the government says our own citizens, it, it's, it's illegal to give a tattoo and we don't like tattoos but for foreigners they tolerate it because you know tourism generates revenue but those who do have tattoos in, in japan even foreigners face a variety of issues when trying to participate in public sphere tattoos are often a private thing you know even the people who like tattoos in japan they hide them it's a, it's a secret that they have so being hidden beneath clothes or they have to be or they are covered when entering public spaces such as a hot springs or public pools for example hiding tattoo is near impossible so one last wicked little story before i tie this episode up in the early 19th centuries or 1900s there was a man known as irizumi hakase it is roughly translates to dr tattoo his name <clears throat> his name was fukushi masi masachi <laughs> He lived from 1878 to 1956, and he was a Japanese pathologist and was passionate about his Irizumi, uh, you know, uh, Japanese-style tattoo, often associated with the Yakuza. He was so passionate about them that he started to document them and even remove the skin from donated bodies to preserve them and to keep them stretched in a glass case. He would also offer to pay money to help people finish their tattoo if they would allow him to skin their body upon passing, upon death, and preserve the tattoos. Today, his collection is kept at the Medical Pathology Museum of Tokyo University and <clears throat> contains more than 3,000 photographs of tattoos, heavily documented with notes, and 105 tattooed human skins, many of which are full body suits. And... That is <laughs> horrific, amazing, cool. I just love that, that a guy documented. And it's also, you know, as kind of grotesque as, it, as some might see it, I also think it's, it is an important way to document history. How, I mean, who would think to preserve tattoos in that way? Now we have tattoos about, from about 100 years ago. That's amazing. <clears throat> Japan has a complicated history with tattooing. Those who have wielded power have taken traditions and philosophical worldviews of the people and turned them into policy and directly affected Japan's inked past. Most of the rest of the world has accepted tattoo culture. However, Japan overall, their society still widely um, sees the practice as taboo instead of art, especially the older generation. So that's just my little background on tattooing in Japan. They viewed it as something interesting 
Then they used it to mark criminals. Then those criminals turned those marks into art. And now, or then criminals started using them as a rite of passage and a way to show that they were tough. And now criminals don't really use them at all. So what is it now? It's an illegal and societal limbo. But it's beautiful. And I highly suggest you check it out. Older Tapuri tattoos. It's amazing. Thanks for listening to Who'd Thunk It podcast. Once again, my name is Zeb. Thank you for listening and have a great day.